your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Yeah, brewing up a storm by the stunning and Steve Wall joins us this morning as the stunning are playing King John's Castle here in Limerick this weekend, the very first day of July. Good morning, Steve. Hiya, Joe. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you very much. Are you you trying to trigger a thunderstorm there? There are these uh, impending thunderstorms uh, I keep hearing about lingering up there in the sky and you're, you're definitely trying to trigger one off aren't yeah, you yeah, that's oh, yeah, I'm trying to trigger <laughs> it off and, and in fact there have been quite a few of them over the last few days and more to come I believe this afternoon uh, but you'll be doing yes, your own thing yes. at, at King John's Castle now obviously you're very familiar with Limerick but have you played the castle We've never played the castle. Actually, it's Saturday week. It's the weekend. It's the Saturday after this Saturday. Oh, I'm, I'm ahead of, of myself. It is the 1st of July, right? Yeah. 1st of oh, July. I'm, I'm, try, yeah. I'm trying to run towards the end of the month. I apologise. You've just gained a week there. Good, yeah, uh, there Joe. you go. Yeah, gained, I don't know if that's added, a good or bad thing, but anyway, week. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> you've added a week to your life. <laughs> I've added a week to my, to my life. So, But you're looking forward to the venue. Really looking forward to it. Well, we, we've had a great history with Limerick going back to the, you know, our first gig in Limerick was in Cruz's Hotel. And um, we were supported by a band called the Cranberry Saw Us. I even remember the poster because we were trying to figure out their name, the Cranberry Saw Us, which was a pun, obviously, on Cranberry Sauce. And then they went on to be um, a lot bigger than us, I can tell you. And um, that but that was the first time we played Limerick Cruises Hotel, I think it was. And really? then we played so many. We've played so many places in Limerick over the years. So we've very, we have a lot of affection for Limerick, and we would like to think that Limerick audiences have a lot of affection for us. Yeah. Um. You know, we played theatre. Was it Theatre Royal, the Savoy, um, the Glentworth? Um, we did, used to do so many college gigs down there as well, the Parkway Inn, and all these places, and. Uh, you know, right up until last November, um, where we played the milk market for the second time, in uh, it was minus three. It was that cold snap in November. It was yeah. minus three in the venue, and fair play to the audience. They were absolutely incredible. They were they stood there with their puffer jackets on and just danced up and down. We all did to try and keep warm. Yeah. But um, this will be the opposite now. Hopefully, it'll be um, hopefully it'll be up there in the twenties. A lovely balmy evening. Absolutely. And, you know, it is remarkable. You know, all the members of the band, yourself included, you've had a big influence on music in Ireland, not just as the stunning, but in the other aspects of your career as well. Um, in terms of, like, the, the, the walls as well. The walls, of course. Yeah, ab- the walls. Abs- yeah. Um, I don't, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to think that, all right. That, um, I mean, I, I always remember... Um, when you know going as as a young lad going out to the ballroom in La Hinch to see bands you know now there was a lot of show bands and all that but like playing um you know the hits of the day I remember seeing a band called the Memories that were absolutely incredible they used to do the most accurate perfect version of Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody and then there was a fantastic rock band from Fermanagh called Mama's Boys and they used to do covers of Led Zeppelin as well as their own songs but it was just such a buzz um, as a kid, you know, as a teenager going out and just watching people that were like just fantastic musicians on stage playing. And I I know that sort of just in, in, in 
you know, in, in recent years, like people have come up to me sometimes saying, oh, I saw you in our town in Bunclody, you know, in, in the early 90s. And uh, I was blown away. I never thought such a big band would come to our town. And, you know, and um, people used to ask us that sometimes back in the day when we'd be touring around Ireland. There were so many gigs to do. People would sometimes say, what are you doing here? Mm. <laughs> you know, but we would just play anywhere where we were offered money to play, you know. Yeah. And, and, um, but I know that I know as, 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 a, as a young person, it's just great to see live music and it can be very inspiring. Right. To see people up there just doing doing what they do. As a matter of interest, you know, when bands come in from outside Ireland, you know, they will praise Irish audiences, and I suppose you can accept that some of it is flattery, but I don't think all of it is. And they say, you know, how unique it is to play in front of Irish audiences. I presume you'll find that yourself. But also, do you do you find differences around the country? You know, the Galway audiences, the Limerick audiences, the Dubs. You would, you would notice actually, I mean, that's something that we used to talk about. And it's an interesting point. Different towns have different kind of atmospheres, you know, like you'd always know a town and even like I'm not necessarily talking about cities, but the smaller towns. Very often it's down to, say, one person or a group of people who have started off, say, an arts festival or a music festival, or it could be one owner of a certain bar that has been bringing original music acts to the town for years you find that that has had a huge influence on the place, that people get used to kind of supporting artistic endeavours like that, you know, and they they come out and they've, uh, you know, so you have some small towns that have these iconic, look at, I mean, Dolan's in Limerick, for example, you know, that, that they, they have been providing, actually bringing, you know, great acts to to Limerick for years. So it's given Limerick people an opportunity to see, some international names and acts that are, you know, maybe not so well known, but in early days, you know, and later on they can say, oh, I saw them in Dolphins. <laughs> or, you know, you've got, you know, towns all over the country where there's a there's a venue, there's somebody that has actually been been promoting gigs or be a theatre or whatever like that. And that does filter out into the general community and it has an effect. And then there are some towns, unfortunately, that don't have that. So nobody is kind of visiting there to perform, you know, and I think they're missing out on something. Yeah, Uh, we're chatting to Steve Wall, the stunning, coming to King John's Castle on the 1st of July. Was it the second time round for the stunning when you guys realised how popular you were? It was, yeah, it was, because we sort of, we were, we split up in 94 and we were more or less split up for... Um, just under 10 years and in the meantime myself and Joe were kind of had formed the walls and we had signed a deal and with Columbia Records in London and we were plying our trade and trying to move things forward then we started our own record label and we decided to reissue Paradise in the Picture House and we were just blown away by the the response to it and the 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 sales I mean the, the album um, almost went to the top of the chart. It went to number two. Um, it would have gone to number one, but we ran out of copies in the first week of sales. We did not think that there was still an audience there uh, for the band. And uh, it was a friend of ours, actually, that convinced us to reform the band uh, as a way to promote the, the re-release. We had no intention of, of reforming the band. So luckily, we, we all still got on we didn't break up uh you know due to any arguments or anything and um so when we reformed we were really unsure about it we didn't know if there'd be an audience would still come out to see us so it was a huge surprise to us when you know 
I think that was 2003. I think it was the highest grossing tour in Ireland that year. And it was just phenomenal. And um, mm. people flew back from England and America and I came from all, all over Europe and all wherever, you know, to come and see the band. There was a whole new audience as well of the original Stunning fans, their younger brothers and sisters who had grown up in households hearing our music being played by their older siblings, but were still too young to go to a gig. So now, 10 years later, they're all sort of gig going age. So Amazing. they knew the songs and they were all coming to it. And then it's like, now, we're, we, now we have like the original Stunning yeah. fans and their kids. Fantastic. I, do you have a personal favourite Stunning song? I do, yeah, I do. I have to say, I think my, my favourite is a song called Heads Are Gonna Roll. And any particular and, uh, reason? I don't know. It's just it's just one of those songs that just kind of flowed. Whatever it was about um, lyrically and just the, the way, just the lyrics and the melody, it just seemed to be just so kind of natural and easy, the way it flowed with the music. And the song has a kind of a groove. And we all just love when it comes up in the set because it's a real, as you know, one of the lads called it a settler. <laughs> it's a real settler. We just, you know, and you can see it in the audience as well. A lot of people really love that song. Um, there's also, um, I don't know, the first, the first line is, when I was younger, my heart had a hunger for feelings of every kind. But down through the years, I shed hardly a tear. Was it just that I hadn't the time? And I remember a friend of mine um, quoted that to me years later. And I had never really thought about it, about that lyric. Actually, there's a lot of meaning in it. But it was something that just sort of flowed out of me. Yeah. I didn't think about it too much. It just came. And it was there on the page, you know. And I never thought much about it. But it was when it was quoted back to me years later, so actually, that's that's kind of good. <laughs> but, but isn't it great that pe- people can find you know enormous solace in songs and music and and a lyric like that? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I, I think I, I think that's something about the Stunnings music how it's lasted because it was it was quite honest and there was no kind of tricks or you know we don't use backing tracks or anything. We're just a very organic band. We. we we're just playing. Everything is live, you know. Mm. And um, so uh, may- maybe that's why it's lasted, because it's kind of timeless. Right. J- just talk to me a little about Christy Dignam and, and his passing, you know, of Aslan fame. It's 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 sad because, like, he, he was one of us, you know, that kind of generation. We came, we all came out of around the same time, you know. Um, actually, the four of us are going to be um, our special guests in King John's Castle. So that, that's another, um, you know, set of brothers, um, you know, as well as myself and Joe from that era, you know, the kind of late 80s into the early 90s. And Aslan were, I, I remember the first time we met them was um, at a gig in Wicklow. It was a festival in Wicklow uh, around about 1988. I think we just had our first single out. And that was the first time we met them. We met them in the car park. We were like taking our guitars out of the van or whatever. And um, and I've met Christy, you know, loads of times over the years. Actually, the last time I had a proper chat with him was out in Spoffen of all places. Um, they were playing there. Uh, it was a summer festival, an arts festival, I think it was. Um, we were both playing consecutive nights, so we overlapped on the second day. And I had a lovely chat with him out there. He was just a really nice person to have a chat with, you know. You wouldn't necessarily talk about music <laughs> with Christy. You know, you could talk about anything. 
you know. Yeah. But uh, uh, he'll he'll be missed. He's he's sort of you know he's very much of our kind of um, I suppose that you know late eighties early nineties kind of um, generation of bands, and I suppose he's one of the, the one of the first to go. I suppose you know. I know, and, and, and he got just a, a very yeah. poignant and lovely farewell from his own people, didn't he? It was, it was yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, uh, yeah. Um, and, and obviously, I can't let you go without mentioning somebody who well. Um, got uh, the ultimate honour we can give in Limerick and, and was very much part of the fabric of Limerick life for many years um, Vicky Phelan and she was a, a huge fan of yours wasn't she? <laughs> she was, she was a huge fan and it was it was such a, you know it was a real honour to have known her you know, it really was um, and to kind of to see, because when we met her first um she hadn't sort of tackled the, the the campaign, you know what I mean? She it wasn't. She was just starting to get better um, when, when we met her first, and um, we did um, we did, we did a private gig for her because uh, she couldn't go to. She had missed all these different gigs. It was actually a friend of hers who contacted us first to tell us about this friend of hers who was an absolute, you know, manic, uh, stunning fan and was so disappointed that she missed out on, we were in Mungret or somewhere like that. And, um, and would we please, uh, you know, drop by the house or something like that. Eventually anyway, um, emails were exchanged and, um, and we said we would do a private concert for her. And so, um, originally, um, it was going to be called by her house and then she got in touch and said by any chance you know you know i have a venue could you could you do it there and uh, and i can invite some friends and family so in the end of it was about a hundred of them really <laughs> and uh, yeah we we were in the, in in the bar where actually where she had her wedding reception and uh, and it was great and it was really that was our first time our first time meeting her and um and then after that, she just, you know, she went on the campaign trail and she was just amazing. She was just a beacon. She really was. And I think she's had a, I think she's had a lasting effect on, um, on, you know, her, her, her legacy is that the people now will always demand answers. And I think, I think like uh, standards and, you know, the, the, will have to improve and just mm-hmm. no, nobody just taking you know t- t- taking any accepting any results it's just everything yeah. has to be double checked and there has to be you know she was amazing like how she she just persevered with that through through terrible sickness absolutely and you know our producer Amory was reminding us that when Vicky passed we obviously spent a lot of time talking about it that morning and you know she was very well known in Limerick through lots of different things including her work at the University of Limerick but um, Amory was reminding us that years before we'd had her on um, talking about a fundraiser or something and she said to Amory off the air um, I, I might be back to you there may be something happening um, that might okay, cause me yeah. to come back on, and we had no idea then um, what a, a, an influence she would have, uh, and and the, the levels that uh, she had to go through as well. Uh, anyway, yeah. Steve, so you're you're really looking forward to uh, you, you mentioned Mick Dolan, of course, and and that point you made, I think, is very well made about how somebody at a venue can can make a massive difference uh, to the scene in a in a town or city like Limerick. Um, yeah. And uh, you yeah. guys will be with us on the first of July, and uh, I think some tickets—not many, I think—but some some tickets still available. And it's a fab venue. I I suspect you'll have an absolute blast yourselves. I think you'll really really enjoy it there. Really looking forward. Okay. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, and and our, our first time to play King John's Castle as well. So it's uh, it's exciting for us as well.
Super. Great to chat to you, Steve Wall. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Thanks, Joe. Take care. All the best. That's uh, Steve Wall there from The Stunning, playing King John's Castle in Limerick on Saturday, the 1st of July. Your views, your news, your Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live.